G'day. Talking about pedagogy with Ryan Shelton, Deputy Principal of Learning at Holy Cross College. This podcast is by teachers for teachers on the art and science of teaching. Holy Cross College is a pre-kindergarten to year 12 Catholic school situated in the metropolitan area of Perth, Western Australia. As an Apple Distinguished School, the college is a global leader in contemporary 21st century pedagogies that are Christ-centred and student-focused. The college's vision for learning allows for all students to be engaged, challenged and progressing. Welcome to today's episode of Talking About Pedagogy. It's great to have you here today. Now, I'm actually flying solo for today's episode, and the reason for that is I've had a number of questions that have come in from school leaders that listen to this podcast that have been, I suppose, really positive towards our vision for learning at Holy Cross, and I've attached a a link of our um, vision for learning to the bio of today's um, podcast episode. And the question that's come in um, particularly quite regularly is about this is all well and good, our vision for learning, but how do we actually embed it into our pedagogical practice across the school? What's our whole school approach in order to facilitate this significant vision for learning? You've heard great episodes on um, student agency, digital technologies, on how we utilise things like co-teaching. What are all of these structures and practices look like at Holy Cross so that we can actually embed this into what we're doing? And so I want to talk through a number of elements that we have. And I suppose the key thing to think about uh, for you in your position in your school, whether you're a teacher or whether you're a school leader, is to understand right from the start that to embed a vision for learning and a particular whole school approach to a pedagogical model is really complex. And by really complex, I don't mean hard, but I mean that it needs to be layered. And that if as a school, you think that there's just a one trick that will help your teachers to go on that journey, then you'll actually find that you'll be very disappointed um, by either lack of efficacy, lack of uptake, lack of engagement, or just a lack of knowledge. And and often the answer that will come back to you from teachers will go, but we don't have time to think about this. And we know that the reality is in our education world, we're living in an industrial model of teaching that doesn't match match the demands of a current teaching uh, profession. And so because of that, we need to really think strategically about all of the ways in which we embed our um, pedagogical practice across the college. So I'm going to talk through a number of elements that we have at our college, um, and hopefully it'll give you, I suppose, an understanding of how complex it is in a good way, um, but maybe some inspiration about some things that you can put into place um, in your own school or your own community, or perhaps take to your leadership team if you're in a teaching position to actually embed these practices across uh, what happens. Now, I'll start with the idea of um, induction to staff because that's, I suppose, the first thing that we think about when people join into a community. Um, for us at Holy Cross, for a number of years, we wrestled with the idea of, and when you run a, a single day induction program, how do you actually get through everything that you need to do to prepare staff for? Um, hitting the ground running. Now, as a leadership team, our priority is always that we want our staff to know the big picture stuff. We want them to understand our strategic plan, our envision for learning, our faith story, and everything that goes around um, the essence of the cultural fabric of us as a community. What does a teacher want to know on their, their induction day? They want to know what's going to get them through their first week. 
And so for a number of years, we had just a one-hour session within our induction day um, where we'd, I suppose, um, help our new staff to understand our vision for learning. We'd walk them through it, give them a few tips, and, and then hopefully, good luck, see how you go because you've got to go through all those other components on an induction day. Clearly, that wasn't an effective method. Clearly, that caused challenges and people would get quite overwhelmed in their first term at Holy Cross because of, um, I suppose, the demands of a a really active um, uh, vision for learning that captures all of our students and our staff and, and the demands on what we want from them. So we flipped that model. So what we ended up doing is we created an eight-part online induction process for our new staff to go through. So once they're employed, they come in, they sign their contract, it might be in September and that might be three months before they actually start their new year or their new job. Um, Once they're employed, they receive a link to our online induction and then they need to have completed that um, before they start at the college or before they're, if they're starting at the beginning of the year, their actual face-to-face induction day. Each um, of the eight modules takes about 30 minutes to complete. They involve videos, they involve pictures, they involve script, and they involve at the end of each of those modules a little quiz that they complete to help them to understand. Now, what we do in these online induction models is the big big picture stuff for our vision for learning. We talk about intentional use of space. We talk about the six C's. We talk about our program, Big Ideas. We talk about our learning enrichment and meeting the needs of students with disabilities. We talk about how we differentiate our learning at Holy Cross. We talk about our pedagogical practice model and what does this actually look like in your classroom. And so the staff, they work through this process. This then allows for when they come in for a single um, face-to-face induction day to go through a lot more of those transactional things that they need to know for that first week, those things that they're really thinking about in their headspace as a teacher. What this has allowed us to do is to go think big, create big processes for our staff to work through, for them to be able to digest our vision for learning over a period of time. The feedback from our new staff that have completed this has been extremely positive and they found that that ability to perhaps do one module a day in the two weeks leading up to their induction process was very valuable for them. And that means that they can then think about it, chew on it, have some actual examples in front of them to then start to implement into their own practice. Once a staff member is inducted into the college and we've gone through that process, one of the things that I would mention for us at Holy Cross is we model our vision for learning in everything that we do. So that's if we have a staff professional development day. Our staff will not be sitting down listening to chalk and talk and a lecture for the entirety of a day. There might be an element of input as a part of any day, but we flip our learning in our PD days. We run um, our PD days predominantly internally. So we upskill our learning leaders to facilitate the day which builds their capacity to understand the vision for learning and then they run the day in a very active teacher facilitator sort of mode that allows our staff to explore whatever particular component of our professional development is for that day. That helps us to um, to model what the practice looks like, but also our staff, we believe that this is the best way to learn. So how much better is that for our staff that they get to live in the same model of learning? We give our staff agency over what our PD looks like as well, and they have a big say in um, the focus around that. When a new staff member starts at the college, um, in order to uh, help him, uh, them understand our focus on leveraging digital technologies in the classroom, um, 
one of the things that they do is they go through a five-week um, what I call iPad school or iPad training course. That's our main device that our staff have um, where they actually sit down and learn all the tricks and tools to pedagogically utilize their device to their advantage. Because we talk about this idea of pedagogy as the driver and technology as the accelerator. So if we're preparing our staff with good pedagogy to drive the learning, but then the technology to accelerate the learning, um, then they're better equipped rather than just giving them a device and saying, good luck, let's see how you go. And the next thing that I would say that we do that is probably my favorite thing at the college that helps our staff to understand our vision for learning is we run learning walks. Now, we've been through a long journey about learning walks. We looked at Lynn Sharrett's model and we really used it originally for its um, purpose of data gathering, um, data walls and all of those processes with learning walks. We actually found after a number of years that the data we were getting towards our strategic intent um, and how our staff were progressing on that was was quite um, varied, whether it's good, bad or indifferent um, from when we were going on learning walks. But one of the things that we found to be incredibly useful for our staff were the conversations that were happening at the end of a learning walk. See, our staff would gather together, our learning team would get together in groups of three. They would do a little pre Um, learning walk discussion and then they would go out and observe a junior school class, a middle school class and a senior school class and then they would come back into um, the office and they would sit around a table and do a debrief on what they score and have some really rich discussions. What we found is that that was building the capacity of our leaders to understand the vision for learning better because those discussions that were happening about what they saw or didn't see um, really grew them. Uh, And so because of that, we said, well, hey, we need to open this up to all of our staff. So now, um, over the course of the year, every staff member has at least one day where they're out on a learning walk, where they go through that same experience of a um, pre-conversation, a learning walk experience, and then a post-learning walk debrief. And it's all centered around the vision for learning and what they're seeing um, in, in the particular learning walk. And this then helps them to understand our vision for learning across the college and what that pedagogical practice looks like. It's magic. Honestly, it's the best thing about our college that I love being a part of because of the conversations and the rich debate. And it's very affirming for the staff because really we're looking for the good examples of the vision for learning. And it helps them to see that our vision for learning goes right from pre-kindergarten to year 12 Just like, for example, I was recently out on a learning walk with a pre-primary teacher and we were talking about the idea of student agency and we went into a year 12 class and and she could see all of the opportunities for this year 12 class on where they could better utilize student agency. So then that discussion that we had as a team and then her further discussion with that teacher has helped grow that teacher, it's helped grow her and help her to understand the broader vision for learning that we're all a part of. Um, The next thing that I would, would talk about is our building design and architecture. Whenever we design a building at Holy Cross, there's an element of the students who are involved in that process, um, but we're very intentional about our spaces. Our 
teachers that are most involved in particular spaces are a part of working with the architects. And we're thinking about our vision for learning in everything that we do with those building designs, furnishings for um, particular spaces, revamping spaces. It's all about thinking about what do we want our pedagogical model to look like, not what's pretty. And so that's critical components to um, how we establish our spaces, how we zone in our rooms, even into a year 12 room. How is it zoned so that it can facilitate differentiation? What's this look like? How do we get the students up and active in this lesson? How do we set our spaces up so that we've got um, students breaking out into what we call our da Vinci spaces, which are often um, referred to as complementary spaces. You can go have a listen back to my podcast with Peter Littman um, on that. So our building design is really um, valuable to uh, how we then set ourselves up for our wider um, pedagogical practice. Any new staff member at Holy Cross or anyone that comes across us here at Holy Cross would also, um, I suppose, get blown away a little bit about the language that our staff use here. Our staff can talk educational language. They can talk research and they can talk our vision for learning. And so um, it, whenever our staff members go for jobs at other schools, you know, because maybe they, they're looking for a promotion or that next step in their career, um, our staff tend to shine in that process. And that's because whenever we gather together, for any staff development, staff meeting, um, staff goal setting. It's always centered around the right language and it's centered around research. And let's say, for example, if I'm running an hour workshop with our staff after school, there'll be an element of professional reading in that and we'll always use the proper vocabulary of um, educational, the latest educational trends and research and knowledge and all of that sort of um, criteria. Why? Because if we've got a common language and we've got common mantras, then it helps everyone to be on the same page. We talk about all of our students at Holy Cross being engaged, challenged and progressing. Now our staff can articulate that beautifully and that's because we embed that into everything that we do as a college. I'd also say that one of the key things that helps our staff to recognise and implement our vision for learning is we run at, at the college a collaborative decision-making culture. So what I mean by that is we don't run a top-down model where a singular person makes calls and that other people just need to execute those calls. What we do is if ever there's a decision that needs to be made, we bring in the group of people that are most affected and we make the decision together. Why do we do that? And it's a, it's a significant use of resource at times. Why? Because it builds people. It helps them to un have an increased capacity because they've been a part of that conversation and then clearly the buy-in and engagement to a decision when you've got that group of people involved in the process makes a significant difference. Michael Fullan does some great work on that um, if you're interested in reading a little bit further about what that looks like. Another element that we have for our vision for learning that's quite different to other schools is we run at our college what we call house-based offices rather than learning area offices. So you don't have faculty setups here at Holy Cross, you have house-based setups. It's a bit like Harry Potter is the way I like to describe it. It really matters what house you are a part of or what some schools might call factions. With our house-based offices, what it allows is within that office, you might have an English teacher, a maths teacher, a junior school teacher, an um, education assistant, an admin assistant, all in that particular office. What it does is it shifts the conversations of staff from my learning area and what I do to what's the student. 
Because instead of going, hey, what are you all doing today in maths? The conversation is, hey, I've got this particular student, John Smith, and I'm really struggling with what's happening here. What could we do? And then suddenly you've got perspectives that are around a student. And that then, once you think about this, then allows that pedagogical model. You think about the difference between pedagogical leadership and instructional leadership. Instructional leadership is very focused on teachers towards learning. Pedagogical leadership is about student focused. And so having house-based officers really focused on student first allows for that model of pedagogical leadership to exist throughout our school. And I think that's um, that's fantastic. Co-teaching models and open classrooms are a critical component to our vision for learning. And for, for myself as a deputy principal, I can walk into any classroom confidently around the school and our students won't bat an eyelid. They're so used to staff in and out of their rooms. Our school's very much like a fishbowl, luckily. Um, so there's glass everywhere um, and so common for the students to see other people around and teachers don't work in a silo in a little brick room um, for all of their classrooms. As I said, we're purpose-built and that allows for that process. But we have a culture here of open classrooms. So when I walk into a room, I don't. the students won't stand up and greet me. Why? Because they're, they're there to learn and I'm in to observe and to be a part of that process with our staff. Learning area coordinators, um, middle leaders are constantly in and out of rooms and teachers are able to go in and out of their own rooms, working together, co-teaching models, challenging one another, leveraging off each other's strengths helps us all to embed our vision for learning. The final thing I would talk about is the way in which our staff set goals. Aitzel has really pushed um, the notion, and I love it personally, about the importance of growth within staff development um, goal setting, um, making sure that there's observations and there's particular management set up around staff. And in our professional practice um, framework, which is our model of uh, how we set goals and then implement them and grow within ourselves, um, all of our staff do set a goal and we try and align it towards our college's strategic goal for the year. Our goals are not task-based goals. So it's not, I want to be a better maths teacher. It's a, I'm looking to build my capacity to and then the conversation is around something big picture that they're looking to build their capacity for. This allows for us then to um, put together processes for our staff. So all of our staff go through six different what we call PLC rotations after school throughout the course of the year, and they're always centered around what their goal is. They have two formal observations from their professional practice mentor um, throughout the course of the year, and they have three professional practice conversations with their their, um, with their professional practice mentor. The constant growth conversations, constant thinking about how do I learn, how do I get better, helps instill the notion of lifelong learning, not just for us, but for our students. If our students are growing and getting better, so are our staff, and they can see that they can go to the next step in their own pedagogical practice. Having that constant growth mindset allows for that agility within everything that we do um, within education. So, that, I suppose, is just a few of the core elements that we have in terms of embedding school-wide pedagogy. The key thing I would say to you is that we've probably got about 25 things that work hand-in-hand hand towards developing our culture around our vision for learning. It's about constant conversation, constant practice, and having it at the forefront of everything that we do. Now, we're lucky that our vision for learning came from the staff. It was not something that we had an external person come in and just tell us and then we put it out and then we branded it and put out a pretty poster and then suddenly now we're all good. 
Rather, for us, it was something that came from the ground up. So our staff have full buy-in to our vision for learning right from the start. Clearly, that's um, a positive experience for our community. Um, But on top of all of that, I think it's the constant conversation, it's the constant awareness of that's critical to the vision for learning being bettered across the college. It's complex um, that there's so many layers to allowing it to occur, um, but that's the beauty in it. And if you lose one of those layers, it actually creates a deficiency in that cultural um, building up of our vision for learning. If you look at building your vision for learning up like a series of tasks and processes that you're looking to do, then the reality is is it'll fall off the traps pretty quickly. But rather, if you make it a part of the cultural fabric of who you are, then essence of everything that you do, you have full buying that you can certainly be successful. And you know that to shift a culture, to shift a process takes time. And so be prepared for the long run, but I tell you, it's absolutely worth it. But then once it's embedded, you must stick at it because if you lose elements, then suddenly then you're weakening the strength of what exists. So good luck. Please reach out if you've got any further questions. Um, It's a great experience. Love for you to come out to visit Holocross at some point if you've got any questions. Um, But thank you for listening to today's episode and we'll be in touch again soon. If you know of any awesome educators that we should have on this podcast, please reach out. Thanks for listening to the Talking About Pedagogy podcast from Holy Cross College. Be sure to find us at holycross.wa.edu.au and follow us on Twitter. Goodbye, God bless, and thank you for being my friends.